Hello, my name is Brandon Sanford, and this is Brandon Sanford's podcast. It's Monday, January 27th. It's 4.52 in the afternoon, and I just recorded this thing. This is my third episode. And today I talked about a bunch of different stuff. Kobe Bryant making music, photography, some stuff about my past, the future, and the infamous Florida man. And uh, it was a it was a fun podcast. I really settled in on this one. I enjoyed it. So I've been liking the uh, feedback that I've been getting um, recently in regards to these podcasts. So. All of that feedback is greatly appreciated, so thank you very much if you've reached out to me and told me that you listened to it and and things like that. It it means a lot to me. This is just something that I really enjoy doing, and uh, this is something I'm going to continue to do every week, at least once a week. You know, typically I'll record these on Monday, and I'll publish it sometime between Monday and Thursday, depending on how long it takes to get to all the various platforms for whatever reason apple podcast is not uploading my episodes i don't know why but uh i suppose i'll have to email them and sort that out but either way it's available on spotify and on anchor of course so but i hope you enjoyed this episode And uh, thank you for being here and and listening. And uh, we'll go ahead and get into it. It's Monday, and here I am with another episode of my podcast. I like doing these on Mondays. I get out of work and I just get right to this before I do anything else. That way I can just get focused get in the right frame of mind to just sit here and talk shit for a half hour, 40 minutes, or however long this thing will last today. So, I don't know, I enjoy it. It's something that I'm going to keep doing and keep getting better. I've said this before, though, so. But uh, I have nothing real special happening this week, just typical stuff, working, training people, training myself, and trying to become a better human being. That's my goal for this week. And uh, today is, is no different. You know, I do my morning routines like I've mentioned before. Getting up, writing in my journal, and, and meditating. Today, however, after this, after I record this actually, I'll probably sit and read for about 30 minutes. I, need, I really need to get back disciplined with reading. I think a big issue I have with some of the material that I have that I'm reading is it's just it, it's hard for me to get interested in it. I have a list of books that I want to read. I just need to uh, take the time and read them, you know. So we're working on that. You know, it's progress, not perfection, right? Um, my all my the news feeds on my all my social media are um, all full of Kobe Bryant stuff because uh, he passed away yesterday, I believe, in a a helicopter crash, which is very tragic. It's sad. 
um, when somebody with that much prestige and notoriety passes away along with the people that were in the helicopter with him. His daughter was one of those uh, passengers. You know, it's, it's always sad to see somebody's life cut short. And when that kind of stuff happens, it's just a, a reminder that life is so fleeting. It's just, it could be, like, tomorrow is not guaranteed. So, to remember that allows you to be just more grateful. Like, it's just so important, man. So when these kind of things happen, it makes me want to talk to my family and close ones more because I don't want to be in a situation where it's just like, man, I uh, I didn't spend enough time with them or whatever kind of regret that you can form. I mean, I'm sure if somebody were to pass away, there's going to be some form of regret. You know, you'll probably never feel like uh, you spent enough time or or that you told them I, I loved you enough, whatever the case may whatever the case may be. You'll probably never feel at peace. Like when my mom passed away, I never felt like I spent enough time with her, you know, it's just nothing prepares you for that. It's just how you're always gonna feel. At least I had assume. I've never really asked and I've never I've never really asked anybody else about that, you know, so um yeah. So we'll see. I might ask a few people that question, just kind of see how other people have dealt with, uh, with with loss and things like that. It's a it's a tough it's a tough topic to discuss with people. I need to get a new headset though. This thing annoys me. It wants to auto shut off, and then like as soon as I start these podcasts, sometimes so it's totally throws my train of thought off. Um, but. I'm thinking about getting into making more music. I was looking at some software to download. Um, just because I want to get better at, uh, better at, actually, I don't know what you would c- consider it. Like, I don't know if it's production, whatever it is, mixing. I don't know the, the exact technical term for it, but. I want to be able to literally create an entire song from like the percussion to the guitar, just various different aspects. I want to create a song. And I was looking earlier at some of the software that they have, like the free software. So I want to do it on my, on my PC. I have a MacBook, but um, I can't really use it because it just sucks to use that for GarageBand because I love the GarageBand app that's on it. I think it's like wonderful. But there's no GarageBand for Windows. So I have to find something. But I want to be able to record music and create music. That's just something I've always wanted to do. And now I have the setup, the rig, to be able to do that kind of stuff. So it's just no reason for me not to do it so we'll get to that eventually kind of what inspired me to do that was i watch a lot of twitch so which is just guys streaming um video games which is something that that i used to do i used to stream video games quite often but what turned me off to it was just sitting down for so long i just i didn't like 
being in a chair that long. But anyways, I was I watched the streamer Veritas, and he's always like creating music and playing instruments during a stream. And he, I like the music that he makes. He uses, uh, oh, what's the software called? I think it's called Logic Pro. And I don't feel like spending three hundred dollars or whatever for that software. So I'll just start with something. Um, like Fruity Loops has a new version of software that I think I'm going to use for like just to get my feet wet essentially but I'm always recording myself playing guitar over other songs and like making kind of uh, like combining combining uh, videos of me playing like rhythm guitar and lead over it and stuff like that so it's only natural that I progress that into something because it's just a hobby that I really enjoy doing. It's creating art, you know. So, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. That's just something I'm going to start dabbling in a little bit. As well as photography. Like, I have a nice camera. I just have to uh, take the time to be able to really understand photography. There's so much that goes into it. It's not just pointing this camera on the automatic settings and take a picture and have it turn out great. There's a lot of different stuff that goes into it. I mean, the obvious stuff, lighting, angles, and all that kind of stuff in terms of getting the right picture in the right position. But the settings on that camera, they're so in-depth. Like, there's so much to learn with that. I need to uh, really take the time to research that. Like, uh, yesterday, I don't know, my Sundays have been really chill. I haven't been trying to do a lot on Sundays. I'll just do stuff that I enjoy doing, you know, like play guitar, which I created a, a video of me playing guitar over the Mac Miller song um, Woods off his new album Circle Circles, which uh, it was fun. I really enjoyed that song. But also yesterday I went out and just went for a walk in the woods with my camera. I just wanted to see if I can capture some photos, uh, some cool wildlife stuff. There's a lot of really beautiful things in Florida, and I like to take photos of them so that's that's what i did i went into uh, a few different areas nearby my house and just took photos and played around with my camera settings took some really up close photos and just a few other things i didn't take a lot usually i take a lot of photos so i can find some good ones but i got a handful of decent photos so but that's something i'm going to do throughout the week just so i can you know, that stay sharp with it and learn something, learn something new. That's just a fun hobby. I don't know. I just, I'm attracted to photography and art and, and music and all that stuff. That's the uh, creative side of me, you know? So what else did I do this weekend? Um, oh yeah. My aunt's birthday was last th Thursday. She's from Michigan originally, but owns property down here. So she comes down uh, during the colder months. Uh, up north and stays up in Jupiter and it was her birthday and uh, I decided to go up there and spend some time with her Saturday and she had some friends in town she had like five or six friends of hers uh, all older ladies in their 50s 60s and 70s and uh, we all went out to lunch and <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun those uh, those girls had a lot of good energy it was um, it was really interesting you know because people that are you know much older than me there's 
so much more life experience than me. So there's so many interesting stories they have to tell of things that they've done and everything. And I'm being the receptive person that I am. I always try to pull that out of people. I want to know, you know, like what their experiences were. Cause every single person you meet has an interesting story and all of them, uh, definitely had that. And, uh, I feel bad for this cause I forget people's name, but one of her friends, we sat, uh, poolside at, at my aunt's house and we had a really good conversation about life um, and she was explaining to me just various different aspects of her life and it was just fascinating to me you know she's from uh, she was Dutch and she migrated here when she was a young lady you know against her parents approval but she wanted to take the risk and you know find a way to make it in America and I thought that was awesome in and of itself but she came here and did a lot of different things you know has had children and her children are successful and everything and she was just explaining to me you know like her some of the marriages that she's had and the relationships she's had with people and you know how basically with her marriage you know it's just slowly kind of died off and things like that and this all played into stuff that i've been uh, researching and and following lately with esther perel and just the nature of relationships between people and love and 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 and, um the uh what's the word i'm looking for not sexuality but um because my brain's not working right now uh but anyways, it's just a lot of material that Esther Perel likes to cover. And during this conversation, it just reminded me all, of a lot of that stuff. And uh, it was nice to be able to sit down with somebody who has, you know, 30 years on me. This lady was 70 years old. You know, she has just about 30 years on me and have a grounded, interesting conversation about life and a about the human condition and about um, our relationship with our parents and about our relationship with others and things like that. It was a very uh, refreshing conversation. And, you know, by having this conversation with her, her, I could just tell, you know, that she like hadn't had a conversation like that in a while because her eyes lit up, you know, and, and it does that to me when I have conversations with people for you know, face to face for long periods of time, you know, it's just, it's something that you don't do a lot of. And for me, I really enjoy that. And I can see that she enjoyed that, you know, and she thanked me for the conversation afterwards, you know, and it was, it just felt good to have that. And that's another reason why I want to have guests and stuff on this, on this show or on this podcast rather, because like I said before, Every single person has an interesting story to tell. There's so many experiences that people have had throughout life, you know, and I just, I want to find out what those are. I want to talk to those people and, and have our paths, our paths cross for a moment and kind of get to see into their life. To me, that's super interesting and I'm going to get to that. I'm going to do that, you know. Once I get a little better set up, little better established with with this uh and get some additional equipment and everything i'm going to have people on i don't know it's just where 
the direction of this podcast is going to go. I can just feel that. So, but yeah, I just wanted to touch on that as far as what I did this weekend. I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh yeah, I went up to my buddy Ben's gym, which is always a pleasure. My buddy Ben Stark, and I'll totally plug him right now. If you are in the Palm Beach Gardens area, American Top Team Palm Beach Gardens is the gym to go to. Ben Stark is the owner of it. The guy is black belt in jiu-jitsu, well-versed in MMA. He's a wonderful human being and uh, runs a really good gym up there. And it's always a pleasure when I go up there because I get to learn learn from him. He's a very good coach, and I always take something away from those sessions. And uh, I went up there, worked with some of his guys, and it's really nice because it's like 15 minutes away from my aunt. So when she's down here, I go train, go shoot over to my aunts and hang out. So it works out really well, you know. Um, I'm going to kind of switch directions here because I seen something earlier and I just remembered it. Uh, my buddy Cedric Santana, I'm happy for him, man. And you, A lot of you people probably don't even know who I'm talking about. Some of you do. But he was uh, able to shoot photos for Boozy at a concert. And uh, I love seeing my friends like win at life, you know, have something awesome happen to, happen to them. Like that motivates me. I'm like, man, that is awesome that you got that opportunity. And this is a big opportunity for him as a photographer. You know, he does video work and, and photography and all that stuff. And for him to be able to shoot for you know, an artist like that, it really elevates his, um, resume and I'm very happy for him. You know, I'd like to see him keep continuing to get these opportunities and capitalize on them. He's a young kid. I've known him and his dad, you know, since he came into the gym, probably, I don't know, we're going on six, seven years, somewhere around there now. So I've watched him grow up. I've trained with him and stuff. And, uh, like I said, I love watching my friends succeed. Um, anytime I, like, I think about this often. I'm, when I think about my circle of friends and the direction that their life is going and everything, I I have a deep, genuine feeling of like hope that whatever they do, they succeed in. And this extends outside of my friends as well. This is obviously family and all of those close to me. But that's something that I genuinely believe in my heart. You know, like I want my friends to succeed. That's that's so important to me. I don't know. It's just how would you not want that out of your friends and family? These are the people that are there for you and that you care about and that you love. So like without question, without even thought, that's just how my brain works. So, um, also in terms of success, this is kind of a perfect segue into my next thought. Uh, I was just been doing a lot of like reflecting and, and trying to figure out what my path is going to be like, what am I doing with my life? What's the goal here? And I'm in a position now where I'm just trying new things. Like with this podcast, I made a commitment to myself that I'm going to do this every single week for the next six months, regardless of what happens. 
It could turn out to be complete shit and not work at all. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to be committed to this for the next six months and give it all the effort that I have. It's just how I am with things, you know. So that's one thing. I want to try many different things. Um, But in terms of like the long-term goal, like the long-term destination, not even destination, just kind of the position I want to be in life, everything is kind of moving towards me owning like a business of some sort. And I have to sit down and really figure that out because just where we are in society and just how America is structured, I feel like owning a business is the best move. I can work for myself. I can do something that I love and have control of the structure of it. And that's something that I want to uh, capitalize on. Now, what that business is, I'm not sure yet. So, I have some, some contemplating to do. I have some planning to do. Uh, I have a extensive knowledge in the fitness industry in terms of my background in martial arts and all that. So, it's that's always a, an easy route. Um, or not even an easy route. That's always just an, an an easy field to step into in terms of, of starting a business. So I just really need to figure figure that out. And I also, I have a couple other things that I want to do. I'm not even going to put them out there yet until I get them in motion. But um, I have a couple couple plans that I'm, I'm going to put into motion and see what happens just to kind of challenge myself because I'm all about challenging myself. I I I fear like I have a deep seated fear of just becoming stagnant. I don't want to be just idling and life passes me by. That's a miserable experience. I'm just not trying to uh have that be my life. Cuz when I moved down here, I took a job that I was an office job and I ended up just oh, I had such disdain for it and it wasn't the people I worked with it was just the nature of the job the structure of the job sitting it at a computer desk for eight hours you know 40 hours a week and doing something that I'm not passionate about doing that for three three and a half years it like fractured my spirit you know, and I believe I spoke about this before. If not on this, then on social media, and I definitely wrote about it in my journal. It just took me a long time to to get out of that, out of that uh, position in life. But what it taught me was that I absolutely don't ever want to be stuck in a place that I don't want to be, and I felt stagnant. I felt like I wasn't progressing in life, so. That is a very strong motivating force for me to succeed in life. Like I'm, that's why I'm getting out here and just trying different stuff. This year is going to be a very interesting year for me. I plan on taking a lot of risks. Just I'm just like fuck it, man. 
I'm going to die anyways. Like, life's going to end eventually. So I'm going to try to do as much shit as possible before that day comes. And uh, we'll see what ends up happening, you know, because I could lose everything tomorrow. And, uh, you know, the next day's still going to come. I'll find a way to make that shit work, you know, so I have to try and do new things. It's just at this point in life, there's there's no excuse for me not to do new things and and basically suck at something new. I'm not afraid to do that, you know. I'm 32 years old, so I really want to use my 30s as a as a uh an opportunity to gain as much life experience as possible. I mean, my 20s, I was just doing that by being just dumb. <laughs> I just tried a bunch of different stuff without really a plan. Now, in my 30s, I have a little bit of wisdom and uh, I can plan accordingly. I can't be, I don't have to approach everything as uh as randomly and as um spontaneous as i did before although although there is going to be a lot of spontaneous things that i'll do but not like it was in my 20s i'm not going to be wild like that that's for sure you know um so we'll see we'll see i'll put together a plan and see see where it takes me you know and everything's subject to change. So whatever I plan now could be completely different six months from now. Who fucking knows? Life is life is bizarre. You know, anything could happen at any moment. And uh, so, hey, we'll see what happens. Um, I decided to look up today, and I'm gonna start doing this on every single one of these podcasts that I do, just because I live in Florida. Okay, and uh. There's the infamous meme about the Florida man. And I'm curious. I want to see what the Florida man was up to today. So what I'm going to do is I'm about to look this up right now. And let's see <laughs> what the news has to say about Florida man today. So let me look this up real quick. This is probably going to be something stupid. Hopefully it's, hopefully it's good. All right, so I'm googling it now. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so uh, the first one is Florida man arrested after shining laser pointer at planes. Police say. So he was at the Sarasota Bradenton International Airport. And he was pointing laser pointers at multiple pilots making their approach. <laughs> okay. Uh, Charlie James Chapman Jr., 41, faces multiple charges after police said he temporarily blinded one of the pilots. Video claims to show him throwing rocks and directing the laser at a Manatee, Manatee County Sheriff's helicopter, attempting to locate him. <laughs> <laughs> it says pointing a laser at multiple aircraft didn't end well for Charlie Chapman Jr. Well, no shit. He got arrested. Oh, man. Florida man has no chill. There was another one. Um, 
All right. Oh, boy. Florida man in Easter bunny outfit arrested after hit and run crash, troopers say. Oh, this should be this should be interesting. Uh, okay, so he failed to stop at a stop sign and collided with a carport, which collapsed on a vehicle in the driveway. Oh, boy. What are they talking about Easter bunny? Oh, I don't know if you guys seen the video of it. I think it was last Easter. Those two Easter bunnies that were in the outfits got into a fist fight in the street in like Orlando or some shit like that. This is that guy. Uh, it said troopers identified the man as Anton Tyreek McDonald. They said he was attempting to evade arrest with the assistance of the driver and passenger. Oh, so he tried to dip out after he, after he wrecked. <laughs> it said the Easter bunny costume was removed for safety reasons. Hold up. I missed a section of this. So what? He was wearing an Easter bunny costume? Oh, it gets, <laughs> it gets deeper. And so he was riding a motorcycle and, uh, hold on. I'm reading found the motorcycle line. <laughs> Uh, okay, so he was riding a motorcycle, and he went through a uh, the stop sign, caused the car to wreck into a carport, and he flipped over a, a chain link fence and then took off. He said the troopers said they conducted a traffic stop on on a vehicle and found the motorcycle driver lying in the back seat of the car wearing an Easter Bunny costume. What the hell? The man appeared to be alive and was taken out of the car with some assistance. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, and it was the same guy that was involved. He said McDonald was also the man who wore an Easter Bunny costume during a fight in downtown Orlando last April. <laughs> so this guy's just riding around on a motorcycle wearing an Easter Bunny costume trying to fight the police and shit when they arrest him. Oh, this is great. If you haven't already, go check that video out uh, on YouTube or whatever. It's it's there. It's it's him in a Easter Bunny outfit scrapping outside of somewhere last April. It was it was it was hilarious, you know. And uh that's that's your Florida man right there. Florida man is always up to some wild shit. Florida man has no chill. If you want entertaining news, Google Florida man. He will not he will not let you down. And Florida woman too. But Florida man's a little more wild. So that, that was funny. Um, but yeah. Uh, I'm trying to put together put together something to essentially tell my life story in a way. Just parts of it. And uh, one of the things that I'm I'm gonna I'm going to do is uh, one of the things that I'm working on is I'll, I'll bring that to light when I'm, when I'm finished with it. But, uh, another thing I, I was thinking about doing is just writing out all my life experiences and everything. Um, cause I don't know. I just, I've, I've had some wild shit happen to me in life and I just forget stuff and it makes me want to go back and like, 
interview my friends and my family just from back before uh, I got locked up and everything. And because the memory is just such shit, you know, you, you can only recall what you think happened, you know, like the mind is so malleable. It's, it's always changing. And uh, I'd love to go back and just interview everybody and just document that stuff. Just kind of see what their perspective of certain stories were compared to what my memory of it was. I don't know. I'm going to do that at some point. But I don't know. I just, I had an interesting upbringing, you know. I was just, uh, my parents lived an interesting life. You know, they had a very interesting lifestyle. I moved a lot. And uh, then obviously those of you who know me and, you know, who followed me throughout the years, you know, I'm pretty open about what has happened in my past, you know. And for those of you who don't know, and I know sometimes it it probably gets a bit repetitive, but I just, I don't know, I just, I just don't care. I'm very transparent with, with uh, my history. Um, But I was incarcerated at the age of 17. And uh, I ended up spending five years, four months in the Michigan Department of Corrections for two felony charges. One uh, was home invasion first degree, and the second was home invasion second degree. And uh, I was two months into being 17 when I was convicted of, of those crimes. I was released when I was 22 in uh, April 28th of 2010. And... That period alone, I could probably write a book on just the stuff that I've learned and seen just that five and a half year roller coaster, roller coaster life. Uh, roll, I can't even talk. Roller coaster of life. You know, that shit was wild. Um, and then obviously the time leading up to that was like the age from age 12 to 17 was nothing short of, of madness. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, because, you know, like, my teenage years, like, that lifestyle was, like, a precursor to to prison. It would kind of, like, it was a natural progression, you know. And as most of you know, when you're a teenager, you're very, at least I was. I This is very subjective to my experience. I was very uh, impulsive and wild had very little regard for authority and doing bad shit or wrong stuff was uh, a thrill for me so it's very thrill thrill seeking in that sense um and i like to party and do drugs and everything um and i was in an environment that allowed me to do that kind of stuff and uh i knew that and i took full advantage of it and um, it led me to to where I ended up. And uh, so being incarcerated at 17, that's just a wild experience, man. Like, I'm not going to go into the whole story because that's – I'll save that entire story for another podcast. I'll literally break that entire thing down and I'll let all of you know that entire story because I'll just – there's a lot of funny stuff, but what I will touch on today is just how surreal that feeling was 
standing in that courtroom looking at the judge having never been in serious trouble trouble before you know in the courtroom with a bunch of people that I didn't know with a court appointed lawyer who could not give a less fuck about me and have the judge hand down a sentence you know, Brandon Sanford, you are being sentenced to 60 to 240 months in the Michigan Department of Corrections. You have 57 days time served. Slams the anvil. Off I go, shackled. Wrists shackled to my ankles, escorted out of the courtroom by the uh, sheriff or a police officer. Past my parents, who just were grief-stricken. You know, the blood drained from their face. It was like looking at two ghosts because they knew the severity of it. I did not. I didn't understand at the moment. Escorted down the hallway uh, to the elevator, which was adjacent to the county jail, Jackson County Jail. And um, when those elevator doors closed... It just was like an aha moment. Like, oh, fuck. That's five years. Five years. I'm about to be gone for five years. I got a taste of being locked up in the county jail. I didn't like that. Being told what to do. You have no freedom, no personal space. You're just a number. And and I just started to get acquainted with that and then I get sentenced to five more years of this and you get that sick feeling in the pit of your stomach I don't know if you've ever had something really bad happen to you and you get that like your stomach drops that was was, that's what I felt while in the elevator and elevator went back down put me into the holding tank where I awaited the transport to come to take me over to the prison and uh, I remember sitting in that holding tank with some of my friends that I grew up with that I went to high school with Um, one friend in particular I cannot remember his first name his last name was Elliot and uh, I don't know why I can't remember his first name but anyways that's irrelevant he was uh, I told him and he looked at me like holy shit you know and I guess I still didn't really understand like the gravity of the situation. But uh, my other friend, I believe, uh, Ed Kemplin, was there as well. And um, I told them, you know, and just like, holy shit, you know. It's like, well, good luck, you know. And then the van came and they ushered me inside, took me up the road to uh, Charles Edgar or Charles Egler reception facility i forget the exact name for it and uh it's this giant walled prison that you would see in in the fucking movies man it looked like something from uh what's that movie shawshank redemption it's like the same type of prison and uh it's like holy fuck this is my life now you know and get escorted off of that van still shackled in these orange county uh orange county jumpsuit and they take you inside and into the intake and you got to get naked and go shower so you don't have any like body lice on you they give these green bars of soap 
you know, so you're showering naked in front of these guards and shit, and essentially you do all your medical checks and stuff, and then uh, go to the quartermaster, and they give you a loadout of clothes, which is like these blue and khakis with orange stripes on the side and like this button-up blue shirt with orange on the sleeves and uh i forget what else they gave me a little plastic bag with some toiletries in it like some shitty deodorant toothpaste and all that and they take you to uh your cell and i had your archetypal prison cell one with the bars that open you sit inside, you got a bunk, a steel toilet, which is attached to a sink. You have a locker and a desk that you would have at school, you know, like a uh, a desk where you could put stuff on each side of your legs, you know, files or whatever, paperwork. And, uh, and that's where I was, you know, and that's where I remember being in that cell on that day by myself. And I just remember realizing that, holy shit, this is actually happening. This is life. This is where I'm going to be for the next half decade. And it made me sick, you know, just thinking about that. You know, my And this is a conversation I had my, with myself, and I remember this vividly and I wrote about this and I fucking lost that entire journal that I had when I first was locked up and I hate that but whatever that happened but I remember having this conversation with myself that it's my decisions that ultimately ultimately led me to this exact position in life and if I don't change how I think how I act and who I am as a person this is going to be how my life is going to be for the rest of my life. That's the conversation I had with myself. And the reason I remember that is because I constantly came back to that. Like, don't you fucking forget why you're here, you know? You're here because of yourself. You're here because of your decisions. You can never forget that. Because it's really easy to slip back into bad behavioral patterns, slip back into bad crowds. It's just easy. It's fun, you know, go do what the cool kids are doing, you know, and just so happens to be a lot of the cool kids that I know were criminals. So I had to separate myself from that pack and move in my own, my own lane. And that was the beginning of a journey of growing up into becoming a man in the penitentiary. And that is a story for another time and uh we'll we'll get into that eventually today is not the day because i could go on and on about that but i just figured i would kind of shed some light on that whole situation kind of give you a view inside my life on a more personal level and um kind of see how I reacted to what life threw at me and how I dealt with uh, a little bit of adversity, give you a glimpse inside of that. But I think I'm going to end it on that note. I have some things I got to do today. And uh, again, I am 
very grateful for all the support that I've gotten for doing these podcasts. Um, again, this is only my third, but I can see the momentum picking up and I greatly appreciate the support, all the likes, sharing, the feedback, all of that helps. And, you know, it's, it's something that I, I, I genuinely value. So if you want to help me out in any way, just share this stuff, you know, put it out there, write a review if there's an option like that, you know, like it, all that kind of stuff. That all helps me. But again, if nothing else, I'm happier here listening to, listening to me talk to myself. <laughs> but no, I'm really talking to you guys and girls. So I hope you have a wonderful day. And as always, stay awesome.